0: Hello, I'm Willie George. I want to welcome you to the Faith Roots Podcast, and we're talking this week about praying in the Spirit. We're going to take our text from the New English Bible today. It's Jude 20, so let's look at it. But you, my friends, must fortify yourselves in your most sacred faith, continue to pray in the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit doesn't give you faith. You get faith by hearing the Word of God. But once you have that faith... He helps you to maximize it, to utilize it. And praying in the Spirit is a huge part of that. So I want to turn your attention now to the book of Ephesians, one of the more powerful verses and and, and passages in all of Scripture. It's about the armor of God. So we're going to start reading in uh, chapter 6, verse 10, book of Ephesians. Finally, my brothers, be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Verse 10. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Notice he says, wiles of the devil, meaning that the devil has to use tricks to beat you. He can't run rough roughshod over you because he's not powerful enough. So he has to deceive you into working against yourself. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places." Therefore, take up the whole armor of God. Pay attention, he's saying, to everything on this list. "...that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand, stand therefore..." Do you see that three times? Stand, stand, stand. That's how you beat the enemy. "...stand therefore, having, your, uh, having girded your waist with truth, your loins of your mind girded with truth." That's the idea here. "...having put on the breastplate of righteousness, second peace. Having your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace." Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And then look at this, praying, verse 18, always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Uh, Being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Now, If you know anything at all about numbers, you know that six is called the number of a man. Every time the number six appears in the Bible, it is associated with someone who is rebelling against God. Goliath had six pieces of armor, he had a spear's head that weighed 600 shekels of iron, and He, uh, his height was six cubits and a span, six, 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 uh, In the book of Daniel, when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were called to worship this big image, it was 60 cubits high, six cubits wide, and to be worshiped when six musical instruments were played, six, six, six. So uh, Pharaoh came against uh, Moses and the children of Israel with 600 chariots. Six then is associated with man. God would never lay out his armor in six components. There is a seventh component of this armor. So let's go through it again. There's the helmet of salvation, top to bottom. There is the breastplate of righteousness, that's two. Loins girt about with truth, that's three. Feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, that's four. Shield of faith, that's five. Sword of the spirit, that's six. There's something missing. God would never reveal His armor in six components. But what He does is He shows us here what the seventh is, and it's different from all the rest because there is not just one type of weapon here. There are many... And he says, praying with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, meaning every kind of prayer that there is always include praying in the Spirit with it. So what is he talking about? He's comparing prayer to the spear of the Roman soldier. And the Roman soldier didn't have one spear. He had several different kinds of spears. If he was a cavalry soldier, he had a lengthy spear that could be used to jab from horseback. If he was an infantryman and he was being charged by cavalry, He had a really big thick pike that could be used to stop the charge of a horse. If he was going to throw spears, he had another airborne javelin or aerodynamic javelin that was made to be thrown. Uh, So he had a number of different kinds of spears. If he was in a close quarters battle, he had a spear that he could use to jab with. A really long spear wouldn't be effective there, but a shorter, sharper spear would. So he had all of these different kinds of spears, and in the same way, we have all of these different kinds of prayers. We are also to pray with the Spirit in all of this different kind of prayer. So let me read to you Ephesians chapter 6, and verse 18. This is the Weiss translation. Praying at every season by means of the Spirit and maintaining a constant alertness in the same with every kind of unremitting care and supplication, pay attention to this, for all the saints. Here's what Goodspeed says. Use every kind of prayer and entreaty and at every opportunity pray in the Spirit. Holman says this. Pray at all times in the Spirit with every prayer and request, and stay alert in this with all perseverance and intercession for all the saints. Now, when you are praying for yourself, and you have a lot of knowledge of a particular situation, you could possibly pray without praying in the Holy Spirit. Even then, though, there are things about your situation you don't know that the Holy Spirit does know it would help you to pray in the Spirit along with your other forms of prayer. But especially... When you are praying for other people, and that's what this is in Rome, or in Ephesians 6 here, we're being told to pray for all the saints. Especially when you're praying for them, it would be wise to pray in the Spirit because there are times when you don't know exactly what to pray for. Years ago, I was uh, praying and I had a burden to pray for one of our missionaries. So I started praying for Jack Harris, and he ministers all over India, Southeast Asia, Indonesia, and so forth. Uh, Malaysia, another place he's been and had great effect. I'm praying for Jack and when I pray for Jack, I get this figure in my spirit. In my spirit I hear eighty thousand dollars. Get Jack eighty thousand dollars. So we didn't have the eighty thousand, but I knew God was telling me, <coughs> pardon me, ahead of time, and so, I got hold of our business administrator, and I said, uh, "Let's start putting back money. Let's save a little money here, put it aside. Uh, if we can save uh, eighty thousand and have it ready in the next few weeks, uh, Jack Harris is going to need it." So, sure enough, Jack Harris called a couple of weeks later, and he said, "Willie, there has been a terrible tsunami that has hit Indonesia. I have an opportunity to minister there." Honestly, it it, it would take too long to send food and supplies there. The best thing for us to do is to buy that stuff in the region and then get it there quickly. That's what they need, bottled water, all kinds of other things. I said, you bet. I knew this call was going to come, And I'd already had our business administrator put back $80,000 for you. So I, I would not have known that had it not been for the Holy Spirit. And I didn't know it when he first spoke to me. I had a sense... I didn't even hear words. I just had a sense. I could see Jack's face in my mind. And I had a sense. I need to pray for Jack. So I started praying for Jack. It was then that I got something in my spirit about $80,000. So I knew to go ahead and get it ready. We were able to wire him that money. I didn't even send the check physically. just wired it to him. And instantly he had the money to respond to Indonesia and had a great impact there in the outreach that he shared in that Muslim area because they saw. These are Christians, and uh, they're helping us quicker and faster than, than our Muslim brothers are. And so it was a great witness. So uh, what I want you to see is that praying in the Holy Spirit is sometimes the only possible way that we can pray effectively for other saints. And so here's why, and I want to read Romans eight twenty six. Likewise, the Spirit also helps our weaknesses. The King James Bible says infirmities, but weakness or insufficiency is a better translation. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. That's the weakness. He tells you you have a weakness, and then this is the weakness. You need to pray. They need your prayers. They need help. They may be so desperate right now that they can't pray or they're not in a place to pray or they're being overwhelmed with opposition. And so they need someone to pile on with them, to stand with them, but you don't know what the situation is. You have no idea what all's going on. And in my case, Jack didn't even know what was going on because the thing that I was praying about hadn't even happened yet. But the Holy Spirit prepared me ahead of time. And likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit Himself makes intercessions for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And the idea here is is we have uh, an ability to pray, and I I don't know what the words are. I don't understand the words. I'm praying in other tongues, and sometimes the burden is so heavy that it's almost like a groan when I pray. Let me read it to you from uh, 26 translations. And in like manner, the groaning of creation for redemption, and the Bible says the whole creation groans waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God, waiting for the curse to be lifted off planet Earth. That's really what it is. The Spirit of God not only maintains this hope within us, but helps us in our present limitations. In other words, He's not only going to help us at the end, but in our present distresses, we do not know what prayer to offer nor how to offer it worthily as we ought, but through our inarticulate groans the Spirit Himself is pleading for us. So there's no better way to pray for people that are removed from you where you do not know the circumstances. There's no better way to pray than to pray in the Spirit. And I can't tell you how many times I've done that and been right on top of what it was that God wanted us to do and we were in a place to help or we saved someone's life with our prayers and uh, something good came as a result of it. So that's one of the great benefits of praying with the Holy Spirit. We'll pick up here tomorrow. Don't miss it.